does people see that then as a as a Danish bagpipe? No, or? I think no. we call it the, the Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Yeah. Ah, okay. You are listening to quite an unusual podcast. A Danish podcast presented in English about bagpipes. And not just any sort of bagpipes. This is a story about a remarkable Danish bagpipe player and builder, namely Kjell Nørgaard Christensen. Anyone interested in Danish folk music will probably already know Kjell as the third member of the legendary Danish folk trio Lang Linken, with whom Kjell mostly played the piano for dancing. However, this program is about Kjell and his bagpipes. My name is Mass Kjøller Henningsen, and amongst other instruments, I play the bagpipes. More specifically, Flemish and Swedish bagpipes. And then I have a couple of bagpipes built by Kjell right here in Denmark. I think that the first time that I realized that bagpipes are in fact not a Scottish invention reserved for the inhabitants of the British Isles, was when I saw Kjell's bagpipes in the capable hands of the Danish folklorist Lene Halsgaard Hansen. That was back in the mid-2000s, I was a teenager, and I immediately fell in love with the crisp sound and the good looks of this little instrument. But much to my dismay, Kjell had already shut down his production of bagpipes at that point. And so it's only within the last couple of years that I finally got the chance to acquire two of Kjell's instruments through their former owners. And then it dawned on me, that Kjell's bagpipes and the repertoire that has emerged from these instruments is actually the closest thing that we Danes have to some kind of distinctive Danish bagpipe tradition, if there were ever such a thing. Suddenly, I became curious about the story behind these Kjell-tick bagpipes, as they are called among friends here in Denmark. How did Kjell develop these instruments, and why? In hindsight, I wish that I had paid Kjell a visit to ask him myself, play tunes, talk bagpipes, and pay my respect to his craft. But now, it is too late. Kjell passed away on the 28th of February 2021. Fortunately, someone did pay Kjell such a visit. In the spring of 2018, Flemish bagpiper extraordinaire Marike van Ransbeck was studying at the Danish National Academy of Music in Esbjerg during her international studies at the Nordic Master in Folk Music program. As a part of these studies, Marike decided to seek out different Nordic bagpipe players. In Denmark, she naturally found Kjell. And so it came to be that on the 4th of May 2018, Marike visited Kjell at his private home to conduct an interview. Luckily for us, she recorded it. And that recording is the basis of this program. And also why I'm making it. To tell the story about Kjell and his bagpipes, and to let Kjell tell you most of the story himself because Marike's interview offers some really interesting insights, not only into the life and career of a wonderful musician and instrument maker, but also into the overall history of Danish folk music, right from the Middle Ages and all the way up to this day and age. During this next hour, you will also hear a special selection of recordings, all featuring the characteristic sound of Kjell's bagpipes being played within different lineups. So, now, without further ado, Let's turn back time to the spring of 2018 and head home to Kjell and his wife Birgit in their house in Tommerup on the island of Funen. Let's hear the story about Kjell Nørgaard Christensen and his Scandinavian bagpipes.
But I started uh, my interest for bagpipes was way back in time when I started playing the fiddle and playing the Danish folk music. Me and my my friend Paul would also play the fiddle. We used to tune our fiddles in different tunings. So we had a drone in in the, the deep string and played like bagpipes. So here we go, this. Then I, I read a, an article in in a music paper about a Swedish handyman who tried to make uh, new bagpipes from museum bagpipes. Mm. And I said, I would like to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I started some of these photos and, and just started to, to use my lath and turn pipes. Well, the first many <laughs> pipes I were to throw away, but there were so many tests and so many failures. So I don't know why I kept on, but I was so I was so uh, excited about this bagpipe. Did you then also take a look at uh, museum bagpipes to try to reproduce an instrument? Yes, or? I tried. I looked at these uh, Swedish. The Swedish ones, yeah. yes. And I I found out that. I was not that uh, interested in in making double reeds bagpipes because uh, I had I did not have the tools for making a conical chanter, so I kept on with this one and also because I I think it was it blends so beautiful with uh, the fiddles and flutes, accordions mm. and is very useful in in Danish folk music dance music. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's it really connects with the with the instruments. Yeah. Because the sound is softer. Yeah, it's so so uh, close to a flute or close to a fiddle, mm-hmm. and the, and the volume is is Pleasant. almost equal. This was Kjell Nørgaard Christensen on the bagpipes and his good friend Paul Lendale on the fiddle, playing a tune that they composed collectively, Bøgeskoven, or in English, the beech forest. Through the, the ages I, I made so many tries and there was some people who were beginning to interest have interest for bagpipes. 
So we, we started to make a, a group that come together two, three times a year. And we were sitting there and scraping the leads and trying and how do you do this, how do you do that? These sounds are a rare glimpse into one of these early bagpipe group meetings. This specific recording is from a bagpipe ball held at Broby Gamle Skole in December of 1989. Right now you are witnessing a large group of Scandinavian bagpipers doing their very best to get their instruments in tune with each other. We don't know for sure who these musicians are, but Kjell is probably one of them. And they are about to play an old Danish tune called Fem Four og Fire Gider. To better understand these, should we say, rustic sounds, and also what Kjell means when he talks about scraping reeds, you need to know a bit about how bagpipes function and malfunction. So here is a small explanation for those of you out there who don't play the bagpipes. Bagpipes are reed instruments, much like saxophones, clarinets, oboes and bassoons. But whereas most reed instruments produces their sound by having the reed vibrating directly inside of the player's mouth, The bagpipe utilizes a bag, traditionally made of leather, as a reservoir in which the reed can vibrate freely. This design allows for several reed pipes to be played constantly at the same time. And it is that principle that gives bagpipes their name and their distinctive monotonic sound. Some bagpipes have so-called double reeds, like an oboe, and some have single reeds, more like a saxophone. Oftentimes you have a combination of the two, where you have a double reed in the chanter, that's the pipe on which you play the melody, and then single reeds in the drones, that's the pipes that are playing one constant note in harmony with the melody. One of the reasons why Kelt's bagpipes blend so well with acoustic folk instruments, like for example the fiddle, as we just heard, is Kelt's choice of using single reeds in both the chanter and the drones of his pipes. That's also why Kjell's bagpipes might sound similar to, for example, Swedish, Estonian and Bohemian bagpipes, as they also have single reeds in their chanters. However, using natural single reeds in a bagpipe chanter often comes with a considerable disadvantage. They can be quite hard to keep in tune. And for the reeds? How did you manage to find out? Well, I read about this uh, Swedish museum pipes and what was uh, described in the books about how they how they did they make the reeds in Sweden. So uh, we have a what's it called a moor? Yeah, 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 like a swamp. Yeah, a swamp. And uh, I I went there and, and cut some, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was written you have to cut the part that was. In the ice, in the winter. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I did that. It, it was not always that there was ice in the winter. Yeah. Then. No. Oh, yeah. 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 It worked. Sometimes it did not work. Sometimes it worked. And sometimes during playing, it suddenly... We, we couldn't know if we could, could finish a number. Because ah, during playing... Amazing. 
What's the sound? Oh, it said... Oh, yay. They were so uh, unstable. So they was not good. No, it's hard to find a stable yeah. reed. So uh, they were easy to to make a reed, but it didn't last long because it is not the same material as this Arondo Donax from Spain. So ah, you, you have the Span Spanish reed. That's a Spanish reed. Ah, okay. I used them a long, long time. Some friends gave me a gaita, galega in yes. Spanish, yeah. pipe. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I found out how to, to get some reeds for that pipe. You know, the drone reeds, not the, the, not the double reed. Oh, so yeah, use them in, yeah. in the, the Scandinavian pipe. Ah, okay. And then I, I found a place I could, could buy raw material. Mm -hmm. to buy these canes and then I might start making. That's so cool that you can do So this. they were very stable and they were, yes, I played this route for many years now. So mm, wow. I'm just so satisfied yes. that I can uh, It's like a gift from it heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it just stays yeah. stable. They work all the time except in extreme humidity in the summertime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then it, it's impossible to tune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I played a lot with the church organs. Yes. And it's it's very nice mm -hmm. because <laughs> an organ is also a real instrument. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it's uh, it's uh, mixes so well.
This was Luft or Air, composed and played by Kill on bagpipes, along with Herluf Donslund on the Nykelharpa and Else Massen on the church organ. This was the opening track of the album called Harpens Kraft, also released in English as Harp and Soul in 1993. This project was centered around the Swedish Nykelharpa, quite a rare instrument within the Danish folk music scene at that time. Harpens Kraft was also one of the first projects to use the church organs on the Danish folk scene. Kill was an active member of Harpens Kraft for 18 years. Through uh, the, the 90s, 1990s, there was the first uh, wave of, of interest in, in these uh, bagpipes mm-hmm. and drone instruments. And my friend Paul and I, we made a, a tape This tape is called Dronebåndet, or in English, simply the drone tape. It was released in 1991 along with Dronebogen, the drone book, containing 25 traditional and newly composed Danish folk tunes, especially suited for drone instruments. Apart from Paul and Kill, this project featured a handful of their fellow drone music enthusiasts at the time. Have you met Lene Halsgaard? No. She's educated in folk, collecting folk in the University of Copenhagen and she was playing the bagpipes. Ah, okay. I played a lot together with her and her husband. Mm, okay. The, I think she has stopped. Oh, that's pity. Yeah, that's so. a pity. Here's a track from Dronebåndet, featuring Lene Halsgaard on bagpipes built by Kill and her husband, Richard Armitage, on soprano saxophone. On this track, Kill is playing the fiddle, Paul Lindale plays triangle, and Jeremy Newton, who also composed this piece, plays accordion. The tune is called Dame Tesken, or in English, The Lady's Purse, addressing Lena Helsko's glamorous choice of bagpipe casing at the time. And uh, making bagpipes, I think I made 25-30 sets for sale. And uh, now I, I I know only three of these that still are still playing. And are there other builders? There was the there was the one. He's dead now. Mm-hmm. He's he was lived in in the north of Jutland in Aalborg. Kai mm-hmm. Cock was his name. Mm-hmm. He was. Instrument maker, he made different kind of string instruments, and then he made bagpipes. And uh, you turn the instruments here in the yeah, house? Yeah, I, I'm a potter, you know, making 
Kermit. I went went to <laughs> to school and uh, became a potter. I was have an idea of making a mix the clay with something of wood, for example, make a, a plate where mm-hmm. the, the cup could stand on. Mm-hmm. So I bought this machine you can turn. And then we had to move from where where we have have my workshop and then we moved here and I could not go on with this pottery. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I got some other jobs and began to make This was Møjsvøbsk and Op og Nedsvøbsk, composed by John Hart from the album Folkemusik i Farver, released in 1997 by the duo Ægte Among many other guest musicians, we find Kjell Nørgaard Christensen and Birte Bok on bagpipes, as you just heard. At this point in time, it might seem like Kjell's bagpipes were reclaiming some kind of natural position within Danish folk music, blending itself effortlessly into the tradition. So, did Kjell revive some sort of ancient Danish bagpipe tradition? Or did he just invent one? It's about time that we dig a bit deeper into Danish bagpipe and folk music history. Are there some some things in history about... Uh... Yes, there has been a kind of reading instrument in, in Denmark. This one. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
It's this uh, called Falster. The Falster pipe. Falster is a, an island near Silan. They found this part, the wooden part. Yeah. It was uh, split here, so it yeah. was only the half part. Yeah. But they, they could see the finger holes and yeah. the carvings. Yeah. And it was from a Viking shipyard. Okay, it, very old. They found it in, in between some wood. And it has a, a tap here and a tap here. Yeah. So it was not a flute. There was no back. There was only the wood. There was only found. this half part. Yeah. yeah. But they think yeah. it's uh, yeah. something. Yeah. But also, it's like five, five finger holes. Yeah, there was a famous uh, flute maker mm -hmm. in the Chelan, mm -hmm. the museum, who uh, found the the pipes, the yeah. pipe. Mm -hmm. who asked him to make an exact copy. And he made one, and I called him and asked him if he could make one for me. He, he said yes. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. So he made this yeah. for you. And uh, it sounds like this. <laughs> nice. And uh, the oldest known <laughs> Danish Danish uh, melody is called Drømtemar en Drøm. The score was found in in a law book from way, way back. And it is the first written down uh, Danish tune. Okay. It will be played on this one. Ah. Nice. And I, I think I can remember seeing some uh, English types of, uh, I think they call them hornpipes. Mm -hmm. This instrument, yeah, it's made of of this uh, elder. The wood is called elder. You can make uh, drinks of it. Elderflower. Elder, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the wood. Ah, that's the wood. Because it has this, um, you know, this soft marrow in the wood. Yes, and ah, you can press yeah, it out. You can do yeah. it out. That's why I think they use they use this. that one. Yeah. Then you have a natural hole. Yes, in in it. Yeah, so it could probably have been. Uh, fit to a, to a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't know. We don't know. Here is yet another track from Dronebåndet. This track is called Falsterstykket, or in English, The Falster Piece, a tune that Kjell composed on the Falster pipe, but chose to record on bagpipes. He's accompanied by his brother Jesper Nørgaard on synthesizer and Ole Finger on the alto saxophone.
And um, what about uh, the repertoire that you that you yeah. used to? Uh, we have we, we don't have uh, any tunes that we know is a bagpipe tune. No, it's never nowhere written. No. Like, like I think there was there was a guy who yeah he made a, an article called the bagpipe in Denmark. Mm. He was a, some kind of scientist, and he uh, he wrote about uh, one tune called the bagpipe that he mm-hmm. found in a in an old book, but uh, this tune couldn't be played on it. It was like yeah. more than a more octaves than that. Huh? Yeah, yeah. No, that's not possible. No. Maybe the composers thought it sounded like a, a bagpipe. bagpipe. Yeah. yeah, but then uh, <clears throat> most of it. The music we played in the start was, uh, yeah, you have met Nilla. Yes. And he plays the local music from Bornholm. And yeah. There are a lot of of tunes there. That are so simple and very suitable for mm-hmm. yeah, these, it's just these pipes. Nilla, who bears the full name Nils Erik Rasmussen, is one of the few people still playing Kelts bagpipes today. Nilla grew up on the island of Funen, and he actually went to the same school as both Kell and Paul Lendale, from whom he also got his interest in folk music. In 1977, Nilla moved to the island of Bornholm, where he started specializing in the local folk music of the island. And in 1988, he picked up the bagpipes. Here is Nilla with the now legendary Bornholmian folk group Ketten i Sikken, recorded in 1990, playing Bornholmsk 65 a country dance found in an old collection from the island. According to Nilla, this was always the first tune that Kelly wanted to play whenever he and Nilla had the chance to play bagpipes together. from the 17th century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some books where you have, on the one side there are the tunes, yeah. the score, on the other side there are drawings of how to dance. Yeah. But they are filled with the, with the simple 
tunes as well, mm-hmm. and they can be ah, played on bagpipes. Yeah. It's yeah. a book called Erik Jensen's Nobelbog, the man who had this book. He was studying fiddle playing. Mm-hmm. I think he, maybe he was a young man or a child, because it was it's a book that uh, he had for, maybe his teacher had, had written all his mm-hmm. tunes for him. Erik Jensen's tune book is dated to the year 1790. So, when Kell is talking about these fiddle and dance books from the 17th century, I'm pretty sure that he's actually meaning the 1700s, and therefore the 18th century. In Denmark, we only have a very few sources prior to the 18th century within this genre. And so, like in many other Western cultures, it is basically the popular dance music of the late 18th, the entire 19th, and the early 20th century that has become the backbone of what we consider to be traditional instrumental folk music here in Denmark. Our rich vocal traditions of ballads and folk songs is another matter for another podcast. Now let's go back to Erik Jensen's tune book as Kjell was talking about before. We will now hear the opening track of Winterfuglen, an album released in 2004 solely dedicated to the music found in this very collection interpreted by a long list of prominent Danish folk musicians. Here is Kjell playing a minuet number 49 on solo bagpipes. In this track, try and listen how the drone of Kjell's bagpipes seem to be coloring the melody in different ways during this piece. Because although the drone is only playing one constant note throughout the track, this note is actually taking on different harmonic functions in relation to each phrase of the melody. If you if you look for repertoire, then you're also like looking in these uh, these books. Because yeah. with um, the polka tradition here in in, in Denmark, yeah. I I uh, I'm really like looking for polkas also that are playable. Yeah. On on the bagpipe. Yeah. There are uh, not that many. There are not that <laughs> no. many. No. What I also think is interesting is. Um, that uh, a lot of uh, music here in Denmark they change key yeah. f- with uh, yeah. different. Uh, it's also in Belgium. You, we also have that, but um, it's very present here in the in the. I don't know. Are there tunes for the bagpipe where they um, that you play that uh, <laughs> that change key and that they work? No, no. It's a simple simple tunes. Yeah. But- Denmark is a polka land. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Most of the uh, influences come from Germany. Mm-hmm. 
This was Kjell along with Paul Lendal and Karl-Erik Lundgaard, collectively known as Lang Linken, an absolute powerhouse on the Danish folk scene in which Kjell played piano, fiddle, bagpipes and many other instruments for 45 years. This track was taken from their album Knori Face, released in the year 2000, and you heard Pot EA, a potpourri in the key of A, consisting of different traditional polka tunes and verses tied together by a small homemade rap verse in which Paul and Karl Eric asks Kill to put down his bagpipes and play the piano instead. And so he did. But you know, I, I've been playing bagpipes, but that's that's not my only instrument. I'm yes, just, yeah, yeah. I played yeah. the piano for yeah. dancing. Yeah. So piano, fiddle and bagpipes. And then I have a lot of different stringed instruments, hummel and... Oh, hummel. Yeah, yeah. That's so nice, hummel. Yeah. I have a dulcimer, it's a, the same type. I made one from a copy of a family woman. Mm-hmm. 
So I've been playing different instruments. Yeah. Yeah. So you first started playing the violin and then yeah. you yeah. So you so you think the both influence each other, like in the way you play. Yeah. The violin, for yeah. example, and the way you play the the backpipe. Yeah. Well we have been talking about at the we have two languages in this band, Lang Linden. Yeah. We have this the ball playing for dancing on a big accordion and mm -hmm. fiddle mm -hmm. and piano. That's that's uh, one language. And then we play for concerts and that's where all these instruments come in and that's an, another language. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this kind of playing on the old instruments is more expressive, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it has a yeah. character, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So you don't use the, the backpipe for dancing? In the beginning we did a lot of Backpipe for dancing of these long chain dances, mm. not not polkas, but mm. where you have to make these two step one way and one step the other way. I remember playing for a long dance. I played nearly an hour in a row, and I was completely dry in my throat. Mm, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they couldn't stop dancing.
Kjell lived most of his life on the island of Funen. Fyn in Danish, or in Latin, Fionia. What you just heard was the Fionia folk big band playing a chain dance tune composed and arranged by Kjell and recorded in 1999. The piece is called... Shithouse Two-Step. Shithouse yeah. Two-Step. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Or in German, Das Das Zweitritt. <laughs> you know, toilet in, in Denmark is also called Das. Das. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, das Das. Das Das <laughs> yeah. Das 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 Das. <laughs> This is a band that I was conducting from <laughs> from uh, 25 years there's a big band 25 oh. 30 people nice. playing drums and horns and fiddles yes. and I played the bagpipes playing with the Beate Bach nice yeah. really big folk music yeah. band and, and it still exists yeah yeah And it's always scores also, like that everybody, it's like really arranged folk music. Then, it is uh, very arranged, yeah. 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 I have been composing and arranging music all my life, so yeah, it's natural for me to do. I've yeah. composed a lot of music for bagpipes, yeah. because when I couldn't find any more. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> you just have yeah. to compose yeah. yourself, yeah. At this point in the interview, Kel is giving Marike a handful of his old CD releases for free and pointing out on which tracks he plays the bagpipes. One of these releases is a rare EP from a band in which Kjell worked alongside his oldest daughter, Karen Mose, as well as his brother, Jesper Nørgaard. This band was called... Doodly Dive. Day. Yeah. And that's a Danish nickname for the bagpipe. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Doodly Day. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. We, in, uh, in, in Belgium we say Doodlezak. Yeah. And, uh, and I do that in, in Germany as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do that in Eastern yeah. Europe. Do that, doodle. doodle. Yeah, yeah. Doody. Maybe you can see who that is. Ah, Karen. Yeah. Me, my brother, who is yes. dead now. I'm sorry. Aww. This is uh, Camilla, so who is playing accordion. Mm-hmm. And Rasmus, he's playing uh, the drums. Looks very 90s. A very 90s beginning of Yeah, it was yeah, 2001. 2001. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played the keyboards, the drums, <laughs> bass. And, yeah, this one is one I made. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one goes in five. Five four. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Doodly Die playing Lene's Femmer. Yet another tune dedicated to the Danish folklorist and former bagpipe player Lene Halsgaard Hansen. Do you do you think that there are now um, other people that, that play uh, the bagpipe in Denmark? Like, yeah, are there, I think uh, been uh, a, a, a new uh, new wave, I can call it. Yeah. Of of people who wants to play these instruments like yeah. bagpipe and early girls. I think it has has much to do with the the interest of the Middle Age and the Vikings. Kell is right. There is a new wave of people interested in bagpipes, hurdy-gurdies and other old drone instruments here in Denmark. In 2009, the Danish Drone Music and Instrument Association Drone Musik Denmark was constituted by a group of young drone music enthusiasts. And since then, this organization has been arranging meetings, jam sessions, field trips and workshops, spreading the knowledge and sharing the passion for drone instruments and music, also with Kell as a teacher. And and in the in the folk scene, is it much used? No. Do you think no? No. No, no I don't think so. Too. I, no. <laughs> I, I, seen I, I can only think of of mess right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's Nila, Sinamet. Yes. Listen, from the old days. Yeah. <gasps> and all the all the the folks I made pipes for in the nineties. They I, I don't know about them. <laughs> Such a pity. Yeah. But do you feel like like learning me some tunes or? or uh... You could sing one tune. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd be, it'd be But nice. what should it be? A tune that you really like on the bagpipe or uh, that you think really fits. I made one called Unlace. Unlace. Uh, and it is a, it's become a, some kind of a hit. I can call it in, ah. in the Danish folk. Yahoo! Yeah. Yes. In October of 2020, the Danish Drone Music Association, Drone Musik Danmark, awarded Kjell Nørgaard Christensen with an honorary award alongside his old friend Paul Lindale, recognizing their lifelong efforts in incorporating the bagpipe, the hurdy-gurdy and the hummel into the Danish folk music tradition. In many ways, Kjell was a leading figure within a small but noticeable circle of distinctively Danish pipers during the 1990s and the early 2000s. Sadly, there are only a very few people playing Kjell's bagpipes these days. But I will do my best to keep Kjell's bagpipes playing for as long as I can. In any case, there is no doubt in my mind that Kjell's music will live on for many years to come, and that his tunes will find their natural place in the Danish folk music tradition. Many of them already have. Yeah. Thank you very much. You've got it. Oh, it's a nice tune. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Well, um, I I thank you super much, and I think I I, yeah. I just look at my my question. Yeah. Um. Oh yes. Yeah, but I don't. 
uh, I think I already know the answer. Like, are there recordings of like um, mm -hmm. players, or are there like old, old no. recordings? No, no, no. We have, we have no recordings. No, no. Okay, then. Blah. Yeah. Yes, really nice. Do we have recordings with the backpack player here? So now. To finish off this program, we will hear Marike van Ransbeck playing the Anglais that she learned from Kill. The rendition that you are about to hear was a part of a larger concert showcasing Marike and her bagpipes, produced by Clara, one of the biggest radio stations in Belgium. It was aired just a few days after Kill passed away. Marike is playing the Anglais on her Baroque bagpipes, the Musette de Cour, accompanied by Benjamin Mack on accordion. Before I go, I want to thank Marike van Ransbeck, Kahn, Anna and Birgit Mose, Paul Lendal, Karl-Erik Lundgaard, Nils-Erik Rasmussen, Lene Halsgaard Hansen, Stig Bang Mortensen, Nicolas Cox-Sims, Julian Zweigård Jørgensen and Morten Alfred Højrup for all their help and support during the creation of this program. This podcast was produced for radiofolk.dk by me, Mass Kjøller Henningsen. Thank you for listening and thank you, Kjell.